Hallelujah. All right, so continuing on through the book of um, this book of Enoch, uh, I always forget to say, uh, you know, um, if you like the video, please hit the like button and subscribe. Hallelujah. All right. As always, we're going to try to align things up with um, the canon. You know, um, we're going through the book of Enoch, but you know, whenever possible, we seek to align things up with the canon um, because the canon is what we know and love as scripture. Um, not to say that the book of Enoch isn't, but it's what we're more familiar with and what has been um, been the measuring stick, if you would. And so we continue to allow it to be the measuring stick. It is our canon, our measuring stick. The word canon simply means um, measuring stick in our actuality. Whether you look at it in the Hebrew or the Greek, guess what? Still mean the same thing, measuring stick. All right? So we're going to seek to align it with, with our measuring stick, which is the Bible we know and love, 66 books um, uh, that, that we've had uh, forever. Okay, so we're getting into chapter 39 today, you know, and I, I'm, I'm excited, you know, because, um, you know, Yah has just been, yeah, he's just been pouring it out. He's just been opening the eyes wider. He's just been, you know, illuminating the, the room more, you know, it's just a beautiful thing. So that's that. Let's jump on it, you know, um, so 39 deals with the parables, you know, uh, I think we started the parables last last week, didn't we, in 38, you know, and so we're continuing on this week in 39, and so we're going to jump right into it, Enoch 39, 3 through 5, my first reader, please. And in those days, a, whirl, a whirlwind carried me off from the earth and set me down at the end of the heavens. And there I saw another vision, the dwelling places of the holy and the resting places of the righteous, the righteous. Here mine eyes saw their dwelling places with his righteous angels and their resting places with the holy. And they, they petitioned and interceded and prayed for the children of, of men. And righteousness flowed before them as water, and mercy like dew upon the earth. Thus it is amongst the few the forever, and thus it is amongst them forever and ever. Hallelujah. You know, um, you know, so here it is. Enoch says that he was carried, carried off by a whirlwind. Hallelujah. Wow. Um, and he says, you know, he saw another vision. All right. And the dwelling places uh, are the holy and the resting place of the righteous. So he saw a, another vision concerning the dwelling places of the holy and the righteous. You know, so their dwelling place and their resting places, you know, and so this is this is this is interesting because you know I don't know about you guys, but this kind of you know is what I'm shooting for. You know, uh, this is where I want to call home. Exactly. Wherever the holy and the righteous is, is right. where I want to call home. I mean, yeah. you know, now in verse five, I want us to take note that it says the righteous angels intercede and pray for the children of men. How about that? You know what I'm saying? You know, we have righteous angels praying on our behalf. You know, 
you know, they're praying and interceding on our behalf, but does our canon support such a notion? It absolutely does. When we look at Romans chapter 8, in verses 26 and 27, we find, like the Ruach also, help of our infirmities, for we know not what to, uh, we should pray for as we are. But the Ruach itself make of intercession for us with groanings weak, which, um, which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts know of what is in the mind of the Ruach, because he have he make of intercession for the saints according to the will of Elohim. Wow. You know, so, you know, these righteous angels are, of course, righteous spirits, you know, and they deal with the righteous and the holy. And here it is, we have... Romans 8, 26, speaking about the Holy Spirit, making intercession for us right in alignment with what Enoch is saying here, Hallelujah. you know, and it even adds a little bit for us that not only do they make an intercession for us, but they do it according to the will of Elohim, yep. you know, yeah, that's, that, that's the kind of intercession we want, that's the type of prayers that we want on our behalf, amen, yeah. you know, so hallelujah for that, let's continue on. Um, oh, also, I wanted to, uh, wanted to bring up Ezekiel 1, 4, because, you know, Enoch said that he was taken in a whirlwind, right? Well, Ezekiel says in um, verse 4, he says, one, chapter 1, verse 4, he says, And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud and a fire enfolding itself. And this is, of course, when um, he seen Elohim, he seen the throne of Elohim. You know, but he said, look at how he described it. He said, a whirlwind came. Now, Enoch saying that, you know, he 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 ended up taking a ride on that whirlwind. Say a lot. You know, uh, so I just thought that was pretty interesting, you know, that that is also in our canon as well. You know, now we want to, um, we want to call your attention to his righteous angels and what it said about them in verse five, it says, and righteousness flow before them as water. So here it is. We have his righteous angels. Amen. And it tells us that water, that righteousness flow before them as water. So the righteous angels have water flowing before them as water. And it says in mercy, like the dew upon the earth, thus it is amongst them forever and ever. Whoa, that's pretty, that's pretty heavy right there. You know, that's pretty heavy right there. That's really, really heavy. You just don't understand how heavy it is. But I'm gonna help you understand, amen. You know, so that's really heavy because it helps to explain a lot of things. So take heed to the righteousness which flows from before the righteous angels is water. For um, this concept is also within our canon. You know, um, it's in our canon, but it's just little understood. You know, so we're going to try to bring it out and help it to be a little better understood at this time. Amen. Amen. All right. So one of the places we, we can um, relate to it that relates to it is Yeshayahu or Isaiah chapter 44, verses 1 through 3. It says, yet now hear, O Yaakov, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus saith Yahuwah that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which will help thee. Fear not, O Yaakov, my servant. And thou, Yeshurun, whom I have chosen. That's our namesake right there. Hallelujah. House of the upright. We up in here, right? And thou, Yeshurun, whom I have chosen. We're the chosen of Elohim. Don't you ever forget it. For I will pour out water upon him that is thirsty 
and floods upon the dry ground, I will pour my ruach upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. You know, so here it is. We learn that the righteous angels have righteousness flowing before them. And us, Yasserun, you know, he tells us he will pour out, he will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. He says he will pour his spirit, you know. Um, and so actually what he is telling us is that we are like those that are thirsty and we are like that dry ground yep. and he will pour out his water that is his spirit of righteousness you know so that we can become righteous yeah amen yes. can't become righteous unless you understand what righteousness is and how to do righteously make sense yes all right let's also consider yoke 7 verses 38 39 because it also speaks to it um, is to this concept. It says, he that believeth on me, as scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Ruach, which they that believe on him should receive. For Ruach Kodesh was not yet given because Yahushua was not yet glorified. You know, so here it is in Yeshayahu 44. We see that his spirit is equated to water, you know, and also, here in Yochanan 7, 38 and 39, we see that his spirit is equated to water. But now Enoch teaches us that that water is what's flowing from righteous angels. You know, it's righteousness. The water speaks to righteousness. You know, and so now we understand, you know, that the spirit that comes upon us from Elohim, the water of the spirit you know, is so that we can know what righteousness is so that we can do righteously, yeah. you know? And so this is really important to understand because without this water, that means we don't get to be righteous. And if we don't get to be righteous, we don't get to be yachts. Anybody with me? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so armed with this information, we're now put in a, um, in a better position to understand what Yahushua told Nicodemus. Well, what did Yahushua tell Nicodemus? He said, except a man be born of water and of Ruach, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Amen? You know, so now we know what the water represents, right? You know, we always, um, well, we, we knew that it represents truth you know, and we know that his word is true, but his word is also righteousness. You know, we have uh, Deuteronomy, I believe it's 625. It says, you know, that God's commandments and statutes is righteousness or was Israel's righteousness. You know, and then, of course, you know, Yahshua came to bring forth the righteousness of Elohim as well. You know, now it says, except the man be born of water, of righteousness and of Ruach. See, before you can even get to the Ruach, you have to go through the water that, that proceeds from it. Y'all didn't catch that, did y'all? Yeah. Did y'all catch that? Yeah. I think somebody missed it. I'm going to say it again. Before you get to the Ruach, 
Because the Ruach is a spirit, a spirit is an angel, an angel is a spirit, amen? amen. They're spiritual beings. Yeah. Before, before you get to the Ruach, now we know that, you know, the Ruach of Elohim is righteous because Elohim is righteous, right. you know? So before we get to the Ruach, the Ruach has water that's flowing from it. So before you get to the Ruach, you have to go through the water because it's proceeding from it. Everybody follow me? If you don't go through the water, you'll never make it to the Ruach. So this is why Yahshua said, except a man be born of water and Ruach. You have to be born of the righteousness that proceeds from the Ruach before you can get to the Ruach and be born of the Ruach. If you're born of the righteousness, then you'll be able to see the kingdom. But if you're born of the righteousness and the Ruach, you'll be able to enter the kingdom. Now, do you just want to see it? Or do you want to enter it? You know, so, you know, you'll never get to the Ruach if you don't go through the water, if you don't go through righteousness. And this is really the same point that I was making when I was when I was saying, do you need the Holy Spirit to be holy? It's the exact same thing. You know, you have to become holy before you can get the Holy Spirit. You know, because the Holy Spirit is also a righteous spirit, you know, and it has water that's proceeding before. And you can't get to the Holy Spirit unless you go through that water. It's, it's not it's not hard. It's not hard once you understand. Once you understand what the symbolism, you know, means it's not it's not difficult. You know, so, you know. Enoch really helps to clarify that, you know, in telling us that these righteous angels, all, all of them, have water of righteousness proceeding from them. Mm. Now, mm. knowing that, it makes this much more clear. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Now we understand that what he's saying is out of his belly will flow righteousness. Righteousness. Even a type of righteousness that will bring about life. Amen? Amen. You know, and if if we understand that, then we understand what Yahshua was telling the woman at the well. He says, but whoso, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. You know, so he's really saying the same thing here. As he said here. See, but because man don't have a hole in his belly or his chest like this, the water's not going to come out like that. Even though he has, you know, rivers of living water flowing out of his belly, it's not going to come out like that. It's going to come out like this. 
it's going to shoot straight up. And where is it going to exit? Out of his mouth. So what Yahshua is saying in both of these passages is that when the Ruach dwell within you, that water that proceeds from him will flow through you. It'll come up and out your mouth. Anybody with me? Yes. He's in the midst of us. Well, he that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get him in the midst of us. Right. We're trying to get him in the midst of us is what they call the heart. We're trying to get them in the midst of us. We're trying to get them in the heart, right? Yes. Out of the abundance of the, of the um, heart, the mouth speaks. Right. So if the Ruach is in the heart, and from the Ruach is flowing this river of living water, this righteousness, then what's going to be coming out of the mouth? Righteousness. Can you see that? Yep. You know, so... This is what Yahshua was trying to get across. You know, you know that you're not dealing with someone with the Ruach when they're speaking uh, a bunch of filth, land, filth. Right. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. So if, if the Ruach was in the midst, then only righteousness would be flowing out. Those rivers of living water will be flowing out. Even that river of life. Or should, should we say that righteousness of life? Amen? Amen. You know, so that's 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 huge. You know, you see how that helped clarifies things? Yes. Yeah. Also, let us consider Revelation 22, 1, 2. It says, then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of Elohim and of the Lamb. Now, we should be able to understand what this water is and why it's flowing from the throne of Elohim. Even because it's coming from the righteous angels that are around the throne. They all have this water proceeding from them. And it is as bright as crystal. Can you see that? Yeah. You know, that's a beautiful picture, isn't it? You know, here it is. You're around the throne of Elohim. You know, imagine, you know. Um, well, we know Yahshua said he's the light, right? So imagine this light right here being Yahshua. And all of us and all of them righteous angels that's with Yahshua, that's, that's, that's with him. All this water, this righteousness is flowing from them. Yeah. Woo! That's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. You know, and if you understand this, see, because all of them are just like you know, what Yahshua was talking about, you know, hey, you got, you know, having that Ruach within, and it's being like this river of flowing uh, uh, living water that's flowing out. And if you can understand this, if you can see this, then it makes it much heavier, much easier rather, to understand Ezekiel 47, 1 through 12. In Ezekiel 47, 1 through 12, 
what you have is a depiction of the throne of Elohim. You know, during the last days, and, and it, it starts off, it's, you know, Ezekiel says, I, and, and I've seen this water flowing from, from beneath the temple. Now we know, we, we know because righteous, righteous folks, righteous angels are in the temple of Elohim, no doubt, right? And so we know what flows from them is water, right? You know, and that water is righteousness, you know, righteousness of life, right? You know, and so Ezekiel says, first he started off, he said he, he, he walked through the water and it, it came up to his ankles. You know, he says, but you know, it just kept flowing. It kept increasing. Mm -hmm. He say he walked through it again, and it came up to his knees. Yeah. yeah. And he said, "Man, you know, but it wasn't done. It kept going. Right. It kept increasing." He say he walked through it again, and it came up to his loins. Yep. Mm -hmm. And he say, you know, after a while, he looked again. He's like, nah, "I can't cross that." <laughs> he said, "I can't cross that." He say it became a thriving river that you can't even cross. And so what that is, is a picture of the ever-increasing righteousness that's flowing from the throne of Elohim. And it's increasing because of the men upon earth who are being fathered from above, mm -hmm. who are becoming those fountains of living waters, right. who are having that ruach within them mm -hmm. that's flowing out those rivers of living water from out their belly that's coming up out of their mouth. You know, and so when they die and they go be with Yah, mm -hmm. it just increases that river that flows from them. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Isn't yes. It? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, so here it is. Now with this, we we can properly understand these things in scripture, knowing that this water is what flows. This water of righteousness is what flows from the righteous angels. And those of, the, of us who have righteous angels within us, you know, righteous spirits within us. You know, we too will have this flowing of living water. Even as Yahshua said. Amen. Amen. You know, so, you know, this is just a beautiful thing. You know, let's consider Enoch 39.6. Enoch 39.6 says, And in that place, mine eyes saw the elect one of the righteousness, the elect one of righteousness and of faith. Who's that? Yahushua, absolutely. The elect one of righteousness and of faith and Righteousness shall prevail in his days, and righteousness and elect shall be without number before him forever and ever. Now you can see where that, that river come from as it keeps increasing because of all these righteous folks that will be with Yahshua. Amen? You know, this is what it's talking about, and righteousness shall prevail. The more righteousness prevail, the higher the river um, um, grows and the faster it flows. You know, now Romans 3 2 2, 322 says, Even the righteousness of Elohim, which is by faith of Yahushua Mashiach, unto all and upon all that believe, for there is no difference. So, showing that, you know, this elect one of righteousness, you know, is in fact Yahshua. Yeah. He's the elect one of righteousness and of faith. 
you know? And so here it is. We have Romans 3.22 talking about him being the righteous one of Elohim, which is by faith. You know, also consider Yahoo 23, 5, and 6. Behold, the days come, saith Yahuwah, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days, Yahuwah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name, whereby he shall be called Yahuwah our righteousness. Hallelujah. That's good stuff. Isn't it? That's good stuff. Oh, don't you just love the word? You know, Revelation 7, 9. After this, I beheld and know a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and peoples and tongues stood before the throne. Look at where they are. Stood before the throne. Now you know why that water was flowing from the throne. That's, now you know why it was clear as crystal. It was flowing from the throne. It was constantly rising because before the throne is a great multitude which no man could number. And they all had these rivers of living water flowing from before them that represents righteousness. And this is why they had on white robes, which also represents righteousness. That's good stuff. That's good stuff, y'all. You know, so he says, after this, be, I beheld and lo, a great multitude which no man can number of all nations and kindreds, peoples and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes and palms in their hands. And Revelation seven seventeen for the Lamb, which is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. And Elohim shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. You know, so we're all going to be backed up, you know, with these righteous um, spirits, you know, that's flowing this living water. It's such a beautiful thing. Beautiful sight. You know, also, yeah. we have Enoch 39.7. Now, Enoch 39.7 switches gears just a tad bit. It says, and I saw his dwelling place. That's a great place to see. It says, I saw his dwelling place. Speaking of the righteous one of the elect and of the faith. I saw his dwelling place under the wings of the Adonai of Rukot. So he's saying he see Yahshua's dwelling place under the wings of Yahuwah, his father. And all the righteous and the elect before him shall be strong as fiery lights. Oh, hallelujah. And their mouth shall be full of blessing, and their lips extol the name of the Adonai of Hukot. And righteousness before him will never fail, and uprightness will never fail before him. So you see, all these righteous spirits that's before him, they all have this water of righteousness that's flowing before him. So righteousness will never fail. Righteousness before him will never fail, you know. And uprightness will never fail before him. We got to get us some. You know, and, you know, he says, all the righteous and the elect before him shall be strong as fiery lights. Mm -hmm. Well, do our canon say anything about us being lights? You know, because this is what Enoch is saying. We're going to be lights as fiery lights, right? Mm -hmm. All right. Absolutely does. Let's consider Philippians 2.15 says that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of Elohim, 
without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. Somebody had, was just talking about this earlier in their testimony. You know, yes, we are supposed to shine as lights in this dark world. Yeah. You know, we're supposed to be as the sons of Elohim without rebuke. That means we're doing stuff right. No. Amen. Amen. In the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, mm -hmm. even though everybody around us is crooked and perverse, we doing it right. That's why we shine as lights in the world. Because when people see us walking in righteousness, they like, why are you doing that? Oh, you doing too much. Oh, you think you holier than thou. You know, I even had one of my relatives, they, they was talking about, you know, what do you think you're going to do? Walk on water next? Because I, I did a fast. Really? I'm like, all right, anyway. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> You know, see, but what it was was their eyes was hurting because they saw the light. Hallelujah. You know, that's all that's all that was. You know, <laughs> you know, uh Matthew Yahoo 514 also relates to this concept. It says, Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. You know, yes, we're called to be the light of the world. Mark 4 21. And he said unto them. Is a candle brought to be put under a bushel or under a bed <clears throat> and not to be set on a candlestick? See, now this is the thing. This is the thing. See, you have a lot of y'all's people, you know, or a lot of um, y'all's would-be people, I'd say. You know, we have a lot of y'all's would-be people that's, that's going around, you know, and they think they can do this all by themselves. Mm. You know, they think that they can, that they can just uh, walk around shining, you know, in and of themselves. It don't work that way. You know, if Yah has lit a candle in you, if you truly do have the light of Elohim, you know, then he didn't light you to put you under a bushel, but to be on a candlestick. Right, right. Well, what's the candlestick? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Let's go to Revelation 1.20. It says, the mystery of the seven stars, which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks, the seven stars are the seven angels of the seven churches, and the seven candlesticks, which thou sawest, are the seven churches. So the candlestick represents the church. You know, so if you a candle, you need to be with a church. I don't think y'all heard me. If you a candle... If you had a light of Elohim, you need to be on a candlestick. And if you not, you not Yah's candle. Say lot. Enoch 39.8. There I wish to dwell. Oh, I bet you did, you know. <laughs> you know, Enoch said, and I saw his dwelling place under the wings of the Adonai of Foucault. He saw Yahshua's dwelling place, you know, and he said, there, I wish to dwell. <laughs> you know, Enoch, not no fool. I'm with you, Enoch. I want to dwell there, too. And he says, and my Ruach longed for that dwelling place. Oh, hallelujah. And he says, and there heretofore have been my portion. For so has it been established concerning me before the Adonai of Foucault. He got his wish. You know, y'all prom promised them, y'all told them that, you know, hey, look, when you're done, this is where you're going to rest. Right. You know, hallelujah. That's what we want. That's what right. we want to hear. 
You know, he got his wish. We want to get ours. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You know, and in order for us to get ours, we have to get that 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 ruach within us. But before we can get that ruach within us, we have to travel through that water of righteousness. Yeah. Yeah. If we don't travel through the water of righteousness, if we don't walk righteously, you know, we'll never reach the ruach. And if we don't reach the ruach, we'll never be fathered from the ruach. And if we're not fathered from the ruach, we'll never get in the kingdom. If we don't get in the kingdom, we can't get underneath the wings of Yahuwah. And if we don't get up under the wings of Yahuwah, then we can't dwell here. Yeah. Amen? <coughs> Anybody with me? Yeah. You know, so Enoch says, and I saw his dwelling place under the wings of the Adonai. There I wish to dwell. Now, with this in mind, it helps us to understand Psalms 91. You know, Psalms 91 says, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, if you are under his wings, you are going to be under the shadow of the Almighty. What? You can't get a shadow without light. And you can't get no more light than Yahuwah Elohim. Amen. He says, I will say of Yahuwah, he is my refuge and my fortress, my Elohim, and him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Now get this. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. Where, didn't, where in the world did David even get such an idea? Where in the world did he even get such an idea about Elohim being a bird? Having wings. You understand? Enoch is the seventh from Adam. There are so, 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 so many allusions to the book of Enoch in our canon. So many. You know, and you have to ask yourself, well, where did these concepts come from? Where did these notions come from? You know, and even, even the prophets that, that saw things in and of themselves, like Ezekiel, we see it bear witness to what Enoch saw. What Yochanan saw, it bears witness to what Enoch saw. What all your prophets saw, bear witness to what Enoch saw. But you, there are those that will tell you Enoch is serious. Enoch was written after the great Kadashah. You know, until Yah revealed the truth via the Dead Sea Scrolls. Now they can no longer say that. Because not only do we have an older copy of Enoch, we have one that precedes all the copies of scripture that we had by a thousand years. You know, they had the book of Enoch. And you just see so many different allusions to this book throughout our canon. It's just unbelievable. You know, we, we haven't even gotten through chapter 39 and chapter 39 is... is is only about a dozen um, uh, um, verses. You know, it's not even that long. You know, but we see there's a lot of stuff that aligns with it. You know, I mean, where where else? I, where, where did you get this from? 
You know what I'm saying? You know, unless y'all showed him something. But even if he did, it still aligns with what Enoch said. You know, you can't just make this up. You know, y'all has wings. You know, and you know, and those of us who are in his favor will take refuge under those wings. Come on, somebody. Come on, quickly. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me have my uh, next reader read Enoch 39, 9 through 13, please. In those days, I praised and extolled the name of the Adonai of Rokob with blessings and praises because he had destined me for blessing and glory according to the good pleasure of the Adonai of Rokob. For a long time, my eyes regarded that place. And I blessed him and praised him, saying, Blessed is he, and may he be blessed from the beginning and forevermore. And before him there is no ceasing. He knows before the world was created. He knows what is forever and what will be from generation to generation. Those who sleep not bless thee. They stand before the, thy glory and bless thee praise and extol, saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Adonai of Rukot. He filleth the earth with Rukot. And here my eyes saw all those who slept not. They stand before him and bless and say, Blessed be thou and blessed be the name of the Adonai forever and ever. Hallelujah. All right, so Enoch says in those days, you know, after seeing all that, he said, I praise and extol the name of the Adonai of Rukot with blessings um, and praises because he have destined me for blessing and glory according to the good pleasure of the Adonai of Rukot. He says, for a long time, my eyes regarded that place. He like, I don't look, I'm, this is where I want to be. He says, for a long time, his eyes regarded that place. He says, and he blessed them and praised them saying, blessed is he and may he be blessed from the beginning and forevermore. You know, and he says, before him, there is no ceasing. You know, but let us um, um, pull our attention, you know, draw our attention to verse 12. It says, those who sleep not, bless thee. So you have some, you have some type of beings that don't sleep. You know, they just stand before the glory of Elohim and bless and praise and extol him saying, holy, holy, holy. <laughs> you know, and we have a reiteration in verse 13. Again, it tells us, and here my eyes saw all those who sleep not. There are some beings, y'all. There are some beings, some type of angels, that all they do is praise y'all. You know, now you can see where, where David got the idea for his tabernacle to have 24-7 praise go before the, uh, the, the tabernacle of Elohim. Yeah. Can you see that? You know, now you see where he got that idea from. Hallelujah. Isn't the word beautiful? Yes. Man, the word that good. Um, do our canon aligns with this? It absolutely does. In Revelation 4, 8, it says, And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 out of night, Elohim Almighty. Which was and is and is to come. Yes, yes. You know, look, 
you know, you have these folks saying this stuff years and years apart. Yeah. You know, Yah is Yasum. His word yeah. is Yasum. Yeah. You know, Enoch says when he seen this, he said, and my face was changed. For I could no longer behold. He just couldn't even look no more. What a, man, what a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful um, thing to, to have seen and, and just to be a part of. You know, it's just awesome. You know, that's what happened today.